Hello and welcome to Filled with His Love. You know, this is a little bit different episode. It's about two studies that I've seen recently on brain health, and I just felt compelled to share them with you because I think they're interesting and potentially helpful to all of us. So there are two new studies that caught my eye. One study that shows how we can do damage to our memory, and another study that shows one way we can increase our memory capacity. So first, let's look at how we can damage our memory with the way we eat. I know this is not a fun topic. We don't like to be thinking too much about what we eat. We just like to eat what tastes good. But I think it's important for us to think about what goes in our body. A study was just released on the negative effects of high-fat, high-sugar diets on memory. A total of 340 people participated in the study ages 18 to 35. Okay, so this was a pretty large study. It's a lot of people they, they tracked. And the high-fat, high-sugar diets in this study were defined as highly processed foods. So some estimate that in this country, in the U.S., our diet consists of two-thirds processed foods. That's a lot. And that's not the same as our parents or grandparents. So these foods contain added sugar usually and added fat. So we're all well aware of the physical effects of these diets. Obesity and metabolic disease like cancer, heart disease, diabetes. But this new study looked at the effects of the American diet on our brain. Usually we think of the effects on our body, but this is looking at the brain, specifically our hippocampus, the part of our brain that facilitates memory. The title of the article is High Fat Sugar Diet is Associated with Impaired Hippocampus Dependent Memory in humans. It's by Ceylon, Atak, and some other researchers. So here's what the researchers concluded. Quote, In conclusion, we have shown that high-fat and high-sugar dietary intake is associated with poorer hippocampus-dependent memory. A high-fat and high-sugar diet also predicted poorer executive functioning of attention, alternating ability, and processing speed. We have demonstrated that a high-fat and high-sugar diet is associated with poor executive control, which may also indirectly contribute to worse memory in high-fat and high-sugar consumers, end quote. Okay, that's a little bit of a mouthful, but what it's really saying is it affects not only our memory, but also the executive function. This is in the prefrontal cortex of our brain, the part of our brain that helps us solve problems, set goals, make decisions. It's our main control center. So high-fat, high-sugar diets are just not very healthy for our brain. So the short message is this. Avoid eating a high-fat, high-sugar diet. In the words of the researchers, we need to eat less of the following things that most of us like to eat. Quote, pastries and baked food items, candies and chocolates, fast food meals such as burgers, french fries, fried chicken... Sweetened beverages such as soft drinks, energy drinks, flavored juices or sweetened teas, processed snacks such as chips, crackers or snack cakes, breakfast cereals, sauces, dressings, and similar foods, end quote. Okay, so this seems to pretty much knock out everything that we eat every day, right? <laughs> so it's a lot of foods to avoid, but actually our grandparents did not eat any of these things, almost any of them or at least very few of them. Our diet, our choices for eating in the U.S. have changed so much over the past 
several decades. So you realize I'm talking to myself as well as to all of you. I ate a pretty healthy diet yesterday until we hit dinner with some guests. We had dinner with some guests. And at that point, uh, the dessert was brownies. Well, I'll admit brownies are a weakness and I ate more than I should have. And brownies are definitely a high fat, high sugar diet. One brownie has 17 grams of added sugar and seven grams of fat. The only problem is that most people don't eat just one brownie. They eat two or three. If you eat three brownies, you get 51 grams of added sugar and 21 grams of fat. That equates to four tablespoons of sugar and almost two tablespoons of fat. Now, the real problem is that's not the whole meal. That's just the dessert. So we're in, we're in trouble already because we also ate a lot of other grams of fat and probably some more sugar in the rest of the meal. Now, let's take a look to make things even worse. Let's take a look at the nutrition facts for a large Butterfinger shake at a well-known fast food restaurant. This is really the definition of what I would say, high fat, high sugar dessert. The shake contains 1,440 calories. Now really, that's almost enough calories for a whole day of eating for some people. 72 grams of fat and 110 grams of sugar. Now that's a little more than a half cup of sugar in one dessert. Makes my brownies look like a health food, actually. Okay, enough of the negative stuff. So all that study says is, we really should avoid highly processed foods and focus on whole natural foods in our diet. Now, let's take a little bit different look. This is a positive switch to a different kind of a study, but this study I found quite interesting. Rather than showing us how we can hurt our memory, this study suggested a very simple way to enhance memory. We all want to do things to help improve our memory, right? Well, it turns out that one very simple way to do this is to get a hand exercise ball, you know, those things you can squeeze, and you can get them from Amazon and squeeze them. Yes, doing isometric hand exercises can help you have better recall and can increase your alertness for readiness and receive new information, to receive new information. So you squeeze this uh, title of the article was Squeeze Your Hands for Sharper Memory, Unveiling the Memory-Enhancing Power of Isometric Hand Grip Exercise. It's by Romeo Vitelli. So they had two groups. One was aged 18 to 29. The other was 65 to 80. They wanted to see if the act of squeezing balls in your hands would affect young people differently than older people. So randomly, half of each group squeezed the balls in their hands, and the other half did not. So here's an excerpt from the study that explains their results. Quote, The workout group, the ones that had the squeezing the balls routine, rhythmically squeezed therapeutic balls while listening to music through headphones. They next engaged in a memory challenge involving listening to and recalling specific pieces of information after these hand-squeezing sessions. What did the scientists discover? Those who had been squeezing balls performed the memory task faster than those who hadn't. Hmm, interesting. Continue the quote. Regardless of the participants' ages or the difficulty of the memory tests, the study showed that isometric hand grip exercises sped up memory responses. 
kind of surprising that the ball squeezing affected both groups in exactly the same way. Old or young, it didn't matter. This goes back to an earlier episode where I talked about how the brain stays plastic even as we age. They called the other positive finding the alert benefit. Quote, additionally, the researchers found that the activity involved pressing your hands together increased physiological arousal, a state of attention in which your body is pumped up and prepared to take in information. This shows that straightforward action that boosts awareness can help our memory performance. So, there it is. Ball squeezing can help our memory, our immediate recall, and our alertness to new information. So, memory has so much to do with learning. Imagine that you are trying to learn a foreign language, for example. Your ability to remember the meaning of a new word is so important. I remember when I was trying to learn Mandarin. Unlike Latin languages, the new Chinese words did not resemble anything I had ever seen in English. Not to mention that Chinese is a tonal language, again, nothing like English. So memory was more challenging. For example, the word in French for intelligent is spelled the same as the word in English. You just say it differently in French. So the word intelligent is what we call a cognate. Same spelling, same meaning, just pronounced differently. Intelligent in English, intelligent in French. In Chinese, no cognates. The only cognates I could ever find in Chinese were the words for mama and baba. They sounded like English, but all the other words were totally different. So now, looking back on my study of Mandarin, I guess I should have been squeezing balls a lot more to help me remember the meaning of new words. <laughs> Crazy. So what will I do as a result of this particular study on squeezing balls? Well, I'm not saying you need to do this, but I thought, hey, I'll give it a try. So I ordered some exercise balls, and I'm going to try squeezing them when I watch the evening news each night. What can it hurt? And it might help. What I do recommend is that you find ways to take care of your brain. It's by far the most important organ in our body, and we don't pay much attention to it. We know, for example, that aerobic exercise benefits the brain at least as much as it does our physical body. So this should be a daily habit. We also know that eating enough fiber helps us maintain a healthy microbiome, our gut. And there's a very tight gut-to-brain connection, irrefutable in the research. The healthier our gut, the healthier our brain. So I want to eat well, and I want to exercise every day. And by the way, those high-fat, high-sugar diets usually have very little fiber. The bacteria in our gut want fiber. And when we put a half cup of sugar in our gut with that shake that I mentioned, uh, our bacteria in our gut actually do not like it, and it can cause damage. So as I've said in previous episodes, we are given only one body and one brain in mortality. And if we stop and consider our physical and mental capacities, we must admit that they are nothing short of miraculous. I consider the body to be a precious gift from God. So I want to do all I can to treat my body well. No matter how much we try to be healthy, we are still susceptible to disease and injury. 
But I truly believe that the Lord will help us care for our bodies if we ask for that help. And of course, we're each different. Our bodies are different. Our makeup is different. Our genetics are different. And so that means we need to find our approach to good health. The two studies I've mentioned today are obviously minor pieces of research, but both have important messages. If we watch what we eat and exercise consistently, we will benefit physically and mentally. That's the overall message. So now I think I'll go take a long walk and ask my wife to hide the leftover brownies. Actually, I already did tell her to hide the leftover brownies. My son happened to be here visiting with us. He got quite a charge out of that. He started laughing when I asked her to hide the brownies because he said, hey, we all know that dad and I will polish those off if we leave them out on the counter. So uh, my wife promptly hid them. (laughs) That's all for today. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll see you next time.